0: Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who've all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget
1: Hi, welcome to Aware. We're so excited today. We have uh, Amy O'Neill with us and we feel very honoured um, to have Amy as part of our podcast today and we're going to hear about her journey through um, through trauma, through, through tragedy and how she's come out the other side. But, you know, we're so incredibly impressed by everything you're doing to, to help others through sharing your story and, um, and making that happen. So welcome and thanks so much for joining us.
2: Well, thank you for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Ignore my two special guests in the background who are making their <laughs> presence known. If you can hear my dogs barking. And, uh, some, I think they are just—they're
0: not being interviewed.
2: <laughs> there's a UPS truck dropping off Christmas packages. So, oh, <laughs> so sorry okay, about okay. that. <laughs> well, so, but, you know, they're just a very natural background exactly, noise. Exactly. Exactly. Right. So okay, definitely- I mean,
0: let, let's let's kind of jump straight in. In 2013, you're mm-hmm. at the best uh, Boston Marathon. Yeah. And you're running along. You've done this before. You've, um, I think you've done Ironman mm-hmm. marathons before. This is your sixth marathon, I think.
2: That was actually my first Boston
0: was the first year Boston, of the yeah. yeah. Right. So you're running the finish lines ahead of you. You can see it. Yep. Talk us through what happened then.
2: Yeah, so I was a runner. It was my first time running the Boston Marathon, which is an incredibly prestigious Mm. and special event for any runner, they'll tell you. Um, And I had just passed the mile 26 sign and um, heard the first explosion. So as you can imagine, Mm. just being between the buildings and in close proximity, how deafening and powerful that explosion was, Mm. Um, I've said this before instantly you knew something was wrong it was so Mm. powerful in the way it shook inside your body and inside your head you just you knew something was wrong something unnatural has happened yeah something unnatural has happened yeah so Mm. I I can remember and that happens sometimes with trauma I can remember thinking I can remember every thought I had wondering what could that have been did the sound system blow up are they shooting off a cannon? It's Patriots Day in Boston that day. Just trying mm-hmm. to figure out what it could have been. And um, then there was a the second explosion. Uh, and at that time, it was um, directly to my left side. So I had was still inching towards the finish line. And the second explosion was just, as you can imagine, deafening, life-changing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh-huh
2: you know, stops you in your tracks, fr- frozen in time. Um, I was immediately unable to hear anything for a very mm-hmm. short period, which seemed like forever. Yeah, um, again, Yeah. And again, again it's that
0: the hippocampus slowing down because it doesn't have a, a time measurement. Right. You know, so everything's slowing. Even though you're still running, everything is slowing itself yeah. right yeah. down.
2: Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, and just being frozen, frozen and and Mm -hmm. that process of coming back into your body kind of yeah you know Mm -hmm. and mind and Mm -hmm. then as the moments progressed realizing that something was horrifically and dreadfully wrong Mm -hmm. um, you know and I was close enough to the site of the where the second explosion happened to get a view of what was going happened on the sidewalk um, and I was in the blast zone to have some, you know, shrapnel and human flesh spraying mm-hmm. out across, you know, that area. And it's just, as you know, when you talk about trauma, it's, it's so bizarrely um, uh, disorienting because yeah. it just it doesn't make sense and it feels yeah. I, I, it's just strange you know it feels like your mind is betraying you when you're trying to mm. figure out what's happening
1: mm.
0: yeah yeah well it's it's the the brain is trying to process this
1: Unimag- unknown yeah, yeah and, and unimaginable
0: and the fear is rocketing in behind fast because as mm. the brain's slowly realizing what's happening that the realization is pushing that fear factor in, like something is really wrong and that fight flight yeah. starts to circulate around. Yeah. And that sounds just, I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, yeah. Such a glorious day and a beautiful event. Um, and it was indeed that, and a glorious and beautiful it day. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. so
2: strange. And that what you just said about the fear coming in, from behind Mm. as your brain is starting to realize how wrong something is, I Mm. remember that rise up, you Mm. know, to your, to your throat that Mm. you have no words for. And just, Mm. I can remember feeling like my heart was beating out of my Mm. chest and the terror Mm. that accompanies, Mm. you know, the, the question of what do I do now?
0: Yeah, and because, of course, you're not sure where it's coming from yet. Yeah, you, that's right. You know, you don't know what is the danger yet because there is no words for it. It's, it's something that your brain's trying to process. Mm, right. and, I mean, that's such a horrific event to go through. But I suppose why we wanted to on is because often um, I marvel about people who come from places like you have where you've seen the worst of humanity. Yeah. You know, you've seen the destruction that the unwelcome courts, um, and yet you've turned it around to um, create something really incredible. And and we're a bit fascinated about the term you use, which is the emotional hardness. Can you? Why hardness? I was fascinated with yeah. that.
2: So hardiness, um, I just, I feel like, what that a situation like that does is it puts to test our resilience and it puts to test what is it inside of us that's going to help us come out to the other side of what happened. And mm-hmm. I think you've probably heard this with Mark and Julie and other people that you've spoken with. There's this line that happens. This was my life until that mm-hmm. moment in time. Mm-hmm. And then there's the life that you're going to build after that moment Mm -hmm. in time. And the hardiness, the resilience, the transformation, the annihilation, all Mm -hmm. the breaking down happens in the space between before and after. And Mm -hmm. I think one of the things that I've learned over time is that there's this tremendous grief process in when you're losing the, the person that you were before. And, mm, yeah. and it's and it's pre the person that you're going to become, and it that is the darkness, mm-hmm. but it's working through and with that space that I believe helps you get to the other side. And part of the hardiness, the emotional hardiness, and the resilience is or what are the factors that help us mm-hmm. get through? So who's the, who? Who's the chain? Who's the change? Who? Uh,
0: what? How do you recognize the transformation? Who were you before and who are yeah. you now? What are the what are the things you've noticed that that event changed in you? Good and That's bad. A,
2: that, that question's a whole book. <laughs> that, <laughs> <laughs> that, that question's going to be in. Uh, so I worked in mental health. So for me, this situation has been so fascinating because I work in mental health still. I'm a licensed um, therapist, clinician, And I had worked in mental health for 20 something years prior to that. So Mm -hmm. for me, the process of um, investigating this trauma and understanding Mm -hmm. it really did reshape who I have become. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't, I, I do also believe that I have had other trauma in my life. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that because of the other multiple traumas, it also impacted the way the marathon bombing impacted me. So I think, so I, the term that made the most sense to me is that it's an annihilation. So Mm -hmm. there's a complete shattering and breaking apart of the way that I saw myself. I saw myself as very strong, very resilient, mm-hmm. somebody who could do anything. I could figure anything out. I don't need help from anybody. Yes. Yeah, I was,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. And, and I, in the space between that person and yeah. the becoming, I was very sad, very lonely. Mm. I was, there was a lot of darkness. I remember Mm -hmm. crying a lot. I, there was a lot of shame involved with victimization, which sounds weird Mm -hmm. because you're a victim, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's so much complexity about not having Mm -hmm. lost more, not having lost enough, the way you handled it, the way Mm -hmm. you're supposed to be. And I started, uh, the transforming when I realized that I could be, devastated by what happened and still be a strong woman Mm. i didn't have to be all one or the other so that Mm. was really the start of my personal growth
0: have you ever thought what you're missing what it is that you don't know about yourself Or if you're a mindset coach or a life coach, what you don't know really about your clients. That's why we designed the monthly aware packages, easy skill sheets and tools to help you dig deep, find out what your identity really is and get self-aware. Great for you and even better for the people you help.
2: So I'm a yeah. therapist. It was really hard for me to go to therapy because I felt like <laughs> oh, yeah, we hide it. We understand. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we live from that and
0: encourage everyone else, but we find exactly,
2: it hard. Yeah. exactly. Because yeah, I hard. felt like it. I felt like it meant something was really wrong with me. Mm, but yeah. I will tell you, it's been almost nine years, and I still mm. go to therapy. Mm, <laughs> so, yeah, and I love it now. But and but who I, think... I am after. Just to finish that. I no, it's okay. I um I do think I'm resilient, but in a new way. I think Mm -hmm. I'm healed and still healing from my old wounds and injuries. I do Mm -hmm. feel like I've had an opportunity to rediscover myself. Mm -hmm. I it's gonna make me feel emotional. I actually I like I like who I am now
1: so Mm -hmm. much better. Yeah, and I think, you know, it's – and isn't it funny? Sometimes, you know, as horrible and as unimaginable of what you've gone through, it's compounded everything in your life for you to just, you know, rediscover what's important to you and, as you said, move from who we um, are perceived to be or who we want to be in the past to go – Actually, there's a new version of me that's kept a little bit of that added to it. Um, and I think it's, you know, it is a really, it's a horrible thing to have gone through. But, you know, look at the, how much you're able to share and help others as a result of that journey must help with some of that, you know, personal reward and forgiveness in a sense.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a interesting word, especially when we talk about victimization from terrorism Mm. or mass violence, the forgiveness word comes loaded as you can imagine. But um, yeah, but I I think a lot of what I ended up forgiving, I don't know why I'm so emotional. I talk about this stuff all the time, but um, a lot of what I ended up forgiving has to do with parts of myself that Mm. I needed to um, resolve or think differently about and maybe without the bombing those parts I wouldn't have revisited so Mm. there's a blessing hidden in Mm. there which is that's a hard word to say Mm. too but so the self-forgiveness is one part Mm. of it you know the the understanding what forgiveness means to me in Mm. terms of the perpetrator is different Mm -hmm. you know so there's that aspect of it too
0: if, if it's not making you too uncomfortable, um, it's probably because uh, we're all out of line with our uh, time schedule, so everyone's turn right. out. I'm, I really think there'll be a lot of people who are listening to you and mm. are really, really feeling how raw it is yeah. with you. There's something you said that I, I wonder if you're comfortable to dig into a bit more, which is the shame, mm. about feeling shame around something that you had nothing to do with. Yeah, no control over. Yeah. Why shame do you think comes across when we are victims of, of these kind of events that mm. we had nothing to do with and we had no knowledge of?
2: Mm. That's a great question. And I talk about shame a lot because I feel like it's not talked about enough. Yeah, um, great. Shame to me is, so when I think of the word shame, I think I'm bad.
1: So I'm yeah. bad.
2: What's what's wrong with me? How did I fail? What didn't I do? What should I mm-hmm. have done? What could I have done different? Shouldn't I be over this? Shame about mm. how I handled myself in the process of going through it. You know, and then there's the shame that you bring with you from your life before that, you know, yeah. which all that so it's all mixed in there. I do think when we talk about communities of terrorism and mass violence, I think it's also tricky because did I have a right to feel what I was feeling? Because there's people there that paid the ultimate price. They, somebody they loved died, and yeah. I didn't. So what am I entitled to? And I think coming to terms with the victim identity, how do I mm-hmm. wear that identity as a victim? is part of how you resolve the shame. So Mm. some of it is how do we find room for ourselves within these communities where there's a wide range of physical and psychological impact on people. Mm. Yeah, that must be
1: so incredibly hard because as you said, you know, giving the hard thing about resolving through, you know, the, the process of, you know, trauma is, as you said, what am I entitled to feel as a result of it? So it must be, and, you know, I'm not surprised that it's brought up so much of, you know, your prior to that date you, because mm-hmm. it's, how how am I entitled if, how am I as worthy as others that have been, you know, dramatically impacted?
2: So your, your, your conceptualization there is really significant because when you talk about the worthiness, you know, underlying trauma, we talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, am I worth loving? Am I worth victimization? Am I worth, am I worth people feeling bad for? Am I worth support? Mm -hmm. And there's all the complications of how the system, how our governmental systems recognize victims that also mm. says, okay, we get it, you were a victim, but this person's a very significant victimization in as yeah. we think of. So that mm. hierarchical impact, mm. I think, also mm. does ripple into, so, you know, for your mm. listeners, what I would like to say, if mm. you have a psychological wound or a physical wound, mm. you're a victim and Absolutely. you know who you are, and you are allowed to claim whatever feels that it fits yeah. your experience and
1: absolutely it's hard to,
2: it's hard to to do that sometimes when a lot of the pressures mm-hmm. and, uh, you know organizations might say otherwise
1: yeah and systems as you said you know mm-hmm. systems in no matter what country um, it's that same process of the process grades your level of right in a sense doesn't it for Mm -hmm. how you're feeling and you know we're completely agree it's about the individual experience how much it stays how long it takes the resin you know everything that it makes you feel it's not a right or wrong but sometimes our systems don't reflect that you know
0: what um on our aware podcast what what we were constantly Coming across these that we travel along and we think we're doing pretty good and we've resolved, as you say, past traumas or past mm-hmm. issues or past versions of ourselves and and we and we and we think we're pretty good and then a, a cataclysmic event like yours in doesn't always have to be as horrific as a terrorist attack but it can be something that stops you in your tracks yeah unravels that feeling that I know exactly who I am, where I am, I've got it made, Mm -hmm. I've Mm -hmm. I've done the work. And there seems to be this disruption that is required to really let go of that superficial feeling that I'm okay and dig in and unpack the stuff that we have put in a little closet and said, yep, that's
2: done. Turn the key and let's lock that away. (laughs) Lock it up. I think that's really great advice, again, and, and, and a really important point to articulate um when we talk about trauma in general because and I love the quote from one of my favorites Bessel van der Kolk who says I think I get this right your body doesn't let you forget what your mind needs to know we can we can lock things away but Mm -hmm, it's gonna mm -hmm. come out somehow you know Mm. and it's in in how we how we move through the experience Mm. so You know, some people drink too much. Some people get really angry. Some people, their relationships Mm -hmm. fall apart. There's all different kinds of ways that that trauma is trying to get out of your body. It needs to be dispelled of somehow.
0: Have you ever thought what you're missing, what it is that you don't know about yourself or if you're a mindset coach or a life coach, what you don't know really about your clients? That's why we designed the monthly aware packages, easy skill sheets and tools to help you dig deep, find out what your identity really is and get self-aware. Great for you and even better for the people you help. Yeah. Mm. yeah we can't hold it we, you no. know it's an energy that does cause mm-hmm. damage if we don't resolve it in some way that's that the brilliant thing, you know?
2: statement i
0: love that yeah. yeah your trauma impact podcast um what are the things that you've learned because we we love to think what would we learn from everyone we yeah, talk to absolutely. Right. um what what are you learning about um people how they manage trauma what is trauma on your podcast
2: That's a wonderful question. I think the most important thing I've learned is that our experience is fairly universal. There's Mm -hmm. so much similarity between this kind of trauma and victimization that I've met people, amazing, incredible people from all over the world. And we have this universal language that we all understand. And Mm -hmm. it's a place where you can feel less lonely. So Mm -hmm. trauma is very isolated. It's, it's, if somebody says what's one word, I say it's the loneliest experience ever Mm -hmm. because it's hard to find the language for it's hard to Mm -hmm. explain. It's hard to feel justified. You know, there's all that. Mm -hmm. So on the trauma impact, that's one of the things i found most interesting is how, how the thread of connection between us Mm. when I've talked with victims. I also, one of my goals for even doing the podcast was hopefully that families, community members, and mental health professionals would also have the opportunity to hear how Mm. these experiences are not just confined to the one moment in time. Yeah. It's yeah. it, there's a ripple effect into our families, our communities, and I wanted the opportunity for that knowledge to get out there. Yeah. And I think you really,
1: you know, the, that word of isolation, um, it, I think that's so powerful because, you know, we have our persona of what people see from us, but there's so much, so much underneath and there's so many layers and, And it is such an isolating impact um, Mm -hmm. that, and so how did, you know, you obviously had um, some good people around you, who, Mm -hmm. is there any one person, if you're comfortable talking about it, that really, or group of people that had the most significant impact to taking you to where you are today? That's like, that's
2: another really important, I'm so happy of all the things that you're bringing up because they're so good <laughs> for, and they're so good for anybody that's been through this. Um, yeah. so I would say there's two things that have been really central. One is the psychologist that I've worked with, whom I still yeah. work with. I pretty mm-hmm. much will say that she saved my life, my psychological mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. um, yeah. because it was, she is probably still one of maybe two people in the world that I've really bared my soul to in the best way that I was able to about all Mm -hmm. the private thoughts and the private pains that you hold and carry. So there's her. I think the second group was the survivor group of strength to strength global. And it's a Mm -hmm. peer support network of victims of terrorism. So um one of the first people I met in that group had a horrific unimaginable story of their victimization from a uh, their attack and they were so warm and accepting to me and validating of my experience mm-hmm. I was like mm-hmm. how can this person think that I belong here just like they do and that was life-changing for me so that it also speaks to the isolation and the loneliness Mm -hmm. when you know you find that other people feel the same way
0: i think talking with with julian mark regarding the the murder of their daughter in london in the terrorist attacks you know uh, we've often said they're part of the worst group in the world it's a membership you don't want but there's something very different about being part of a group of people who've experienced a terrorist attack versus all other horrible things that happen to human beings. And it's an exclusive club you don't want to be in. And I think that's what you're saying. There was no um, judgment about the injury or their situation. You were just one of them. You you knew what it was like to stand in that moment, in that terror.
2: Yeah. And And, she accepted you for that. Yeah, you are correct. Mm. And that moment changes so much in your life. So the Mm. moment is so loaded. It's not just, and I think other people, I think that's what you get from each other is somebody might tell something about their life and you're like, oh my gosh, yes, I feel that, but I never knew what to call it. So I think that's what you end up. And I know you, you too know, but Mm. to be terrorized is to have an experience with no language so, mm-hmm. when you're with other victims, that everybody has their own little piece of language, and then you accumulate it all, and it helps you make mm-hmm. sense to your story. I'm going to turn on this light mm-hmm. real quickly. Hold on. Totally natural. <laughs> it's getting dark. It gets it dark
0: really. Yeah. So it's getting light over oh, here, yeah. and it's getting dark over there. That's right. Yeah.
2: So the east coast—it's now getting dark. It's not even five p.m. yet, and it's wow. wow. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: sorry
1: uh,
2: yeah. about that. Yeah, that's better. We
1: can see you <laughs> yeah, better yeah, now. We can <laughs> see you. Um, mm-hmm. But I think you're right, and I think um, I really it, it really validates and makes sense when you use the language like hearing other people's you know, experiences, what it does and probably what you're doing, you know, through your podcast and through all your interactions is you're getting a feeling and giving it a word, describing it and someone can Mm -hmm. go, okay, so that's just part of this. Like it's it's helping that non-judgment process so much. It must have been incredibly powerful to be in a room with people that you knew got it thank god how you felt
2: mm-hmm. well and it's i i think that's one of my responsibilities for lack of a better yeah. word um yeah. because i worked in mental health and still do and i do have mm-hmm. an understanding of how to apply the language yeah and mm-hmm. how it how to use it in a way that does describe something unique to Mm. being a terror survivor, terrorism survivor. So sometimes when I meet people, I'll say, like, oh, so the shame. I said that to a survivor that I met who suffered an attack 40 years ago and has been suffering, suffering, suffering. And I I said, oh, there's so much shame. And the person was like, (laughs) F-bomb, (laughs) word." I don't know what it is. They were like, holy F <laughs> I never would have thought that word. And it just no. it clicked yeah, together. Clicked. Yes. Yeah. And it mm. and it it suddenly made sense of this whole series mm. of events that went on to happen in their life. And they were like, Oh my gosh,
1: life changing
2: mm. yeah. word. And I've mm. gotten that from somebody else. So and I think that's what we do yeah. for each other. Yeah, so you're part you're always passing
1: that on and so as a mental health practitioner as well have you know I would imagine there's so many elements of this that have helped you in that practitioner space as well what do you is there something that sort of the standout moment that's really how this has helped you to be an even stronger practitioner than what you were before
0: Have you ever thought what you're missing, what it is that you don't know about yourself or if you're a mindset coach or a life coach, what you don't know really about your clients? That's why we designed the monthly aware packages, easy skill sheets and tools to help you dig deep, find out what your identity really is and get self-aware. Great for you and even better for the people you help.
2: Yeah, I love that question because I've dug into that a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. I have always worked in difficult populations and people that have suffered Mm -hmm. tremendous loss. And I always believed I was good at what I did. I still think looking back, I was good at what I did. However, I will say there's a new level of understanding that is unique to somebody who is also a survivor. And I think it's in any realm, a breast cancer survivor, understands other cancer patients in a way that I wouldn't as a therapist. Mm -hmm. So I do think that that has been particularly helpful in terms Mm -hmm. of, and also even knowing what I knew, I could go back to the psychologist and say, okay, do you actually think that my personal relationships are suffering because of this. Like how, how is that connected? And she Mm. would say, absolutely. And I, I know I would say that to a patient, but I didn't Mm. even see it necessarily for myself. Mm, So I think that was also really interesting in terms of being a practitioner. I do feel much more confident to say to somebody, absolutely. These things are connected and here's why. And Mm, that is helpful for people. Mm. Why? Why listening
0: somebody... to you Go ahead. Sorry, I was just saying, listening to you. I'm sure if we'd met you beforehand, you would have had less of that humanity, that yeah. deeper understanding of who you are. You know that mm. kind of lovely fragility and vulnerability about being human, as a clinician post um, pre and post the the terrorist attack. Mm. I'm hearing, you know, somebody who's now really settled within themselves and really comfortable yeah. with who they are, their journey, their the the stuff that has happened before is now really processed. And you mm-hmm. you sound
2: fearless, like this is who I am. That's so nice to hear. Uh, mm. Thank you. It's I mean, I've true. I've worked really hard, and mm. the consequences have been profound. You know, on mm. my marital relationship on my children's lives and, you know, there's a lot of darkness that you're Absolutely. sifting through on the mm. way to the other side. So it's mm. nice that it feels to somebody else that that comes through because it's, mm. it was a lot Absolutely. of work. Yeah. <laughs> but, <good> work <laughs> you know, but, but you know, as you said,
1: there's, you, you, you wished you weren't in that situation, but the, you on the other side, you can, Really see, and it really um, shows that having that lived experience, having have gone through that has given you a greater set of appreciation and true connection with yourself, but that ability to help others just shines through in everything that you've that you 've said and I think and the reason we wanted to talk to you is that that really resonates with why we started our business of mm. AWARE to really help people mm. discover those mm. bits within them that they've read the books, they've done the stories, they've, you know, helped the world, but well, they're nearly, still stuck. Yeah,
0: nearly dig deeper without the cataclysmic yeah. moment.
1: Yeah, that's correct. That's, yeah. Um, you
0: know, is there a way to get where you are in that very, very human, um, vulnerable self-aware way without having to go through such a traumatic event because we see over and over again the traumatic event if handled well and if you're fearless enough um creates that incredible change yes Um,
2: you know that's uh, a where do you now i was going to say that's an interesting Mm -hmm. question because Mm -hmm. you know i i do think there's a certain amount of numbness that we mm-hmm. all experience because life is challenging and mm, yeah. we do deal with so much all the time. Mm-hmm. And I do think that one of the things that happened for me is a real sense of mindfulness very yes. much. Um, and the, you know, I've said this to other people, like the bomb blew away my cover, my cover yeah. for life. That was, that yeah. worked for me. I mean, I did the Iron Man. Yeah. I did all these things. Like, it, it worked for me, but I didn't know what I didn't have until yeah. I got it. Yeah. yeah. That sense that's of. so connection. incredibly
1: true. Great statement. Really great statement. It I, is didn't a, know what yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. And I think that's exactly, you know, that, that really, like, those words really connect with us because mm. it is there's so many things in our lives we don't know what we don't know and yeah. what we're trying to really do and as sarah said we learn new things from every person mm. that we talk to in our podcast we're greedy like that yeah <laughs> we still keep going yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: So I'll, I'll give you a gift from my therapist, psychologist that I worked with. Mm-hmm. She has said I have notebooks and notebooks and notebooks. Like I took a lot of notes on my psychological journey, but not that one You're a thing, therapist. Not that I'm a therapist. <laughs> but there's there's one thing that she said to me that took my breath away and continues to be mm-hmm. life changing for me. And I think it speaks to what you're saying, and it's it's the way she captured it. And she was, she said it to me in reference of a different trauma in my life, but it makes sense mm-hmm. for so many different aspects of my life, which she said is that it's hard to describe absence. So oh, well, yeah, that's... It's, it's hard to describe something that you didn't have, that you didn't know yeah. you didn't have, that you didn't know you could have, and you didn't yeah. know what it was supposed to be like to have it. Yes. So when you're talking about, that yeah. When you're talking about mm. being fully embodied mm. and fully alive, mm. if you never knew what that felt like, mm. that's correct? Yeah, I, that's that's what we
0: find all the time that people are very content where they are until they're not. That's And right. then they go, "I wasn't content at all. I was, I was living right. and I was happy, or maybe unhappy, but." There's there's a deepness that you're describing that until you you're there you didn't know it wasn't in your life didn't know
1: it was possible mm. yeah because just didn't know it was in the background but look, I, mm. it's been incredible and you know we've been looking forward to yes. to talking to you so, Julian Mark gave you a great
2: they uh, <laughs> <laughs> said you've got to interview me <laughs> oh that's so nice they're so wonderful I mean no, that's the are. generosity of you yeah. two. Mm. It's the generosity of them. It's the generosity mm. of people that speak the language of suffering, want to yeah. give other sufferers information mm. so they can suffer less. Absolutely,
0: it is. There's something about when I when I'm listening and watching you, and I'm I'm with Julie and Mark. There is a, definitely a unification of um, openness and willingness yeah. to share. Yeah, you know, it's nearly like the the blinds are off. This is this is who I am. This is my life. This mm. is what I've gone through. Um, it's a very similar, beautiful feeling of, Absolutely. you know, have to look horror in the face and come out another side. And uh, thank you so much. Uh,
1: thank
2: for, you for you know, being amazing. For, and coming me. on,
0: we, uh, we were really looking forward to it. It's a story that I think is going to help so many people. Absolutely. And thank you for letting yourself be, you know, in the moment with us. A bit emotional, it's always. Beautiful but brave. Yeah. And I really appreciate that, you know, you weren't trying to present a face for the podcast, you were just being you. Absolutely. Really appreciate that.
1: Yeah, it's very Thank it's you. nice to see mm. just someone that is mm. is who they are. Just real. Just real.
2: Yeah. I would like to hang out with you two all the time because you make me feel wonderful. We're going got have one invite to Boston, so we're coming. Yeah, yeah, you know what? <laughs>
1: there you we're go. gonna be there with bells on.
0: We're, we're thinking about Perfect. our podcast world tour, which could involve a lot of champagne and, <laughs> and really bad moments. But
2: <laughs> bad moments make good the people. world tour. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the Griswolds like us. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> um, well, thank you for no, all I you did. do, and thank you for having me. I appreciate well, thank it. Thank you so oh, much, Amy. A beautiful, thank beautiful meeting you. Me so much.
0: Um, and uh, look, uh, we look forward to catching up with what you're up to next, uh, really soon. Yeah. Sounds
2: good.
0: That was such a wonderful interview to have. And she was really open, emotional and really centered about um, the space between who she was before and, as she called it, the becoming and how that often is filled with shame and darkness. A lot to take away and a lot to be inspired about. If you'd like to learn more about Amy, you can go to her website, amyc.oneal.com. Amy C. O'Neill com, And she is a clinician, a survivor, a speaker and a presenter. And she has the Trauma Impact Podcast, which I know uh, Nikki and I will be jumping on to listen to.
1: Thank you for listening to The Aware
0: Podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest's insight and the little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for The Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA, The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding The Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. Dot com. That's aware, A-R-C, art, group, at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackie and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.